This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. Secret. I think you want to know. Sarah and Vinny Secret Show for fucking Friday. Friday, the 24th of September, 2021. Sarah and Vinny, Bryn and Nikki. It's just us today. Just us. No guests. Just just us. Uh, any big, you got a date go, going on today with the uh, beefcake there, Nikki? No, sorry. I'm Hiding behind be- your computer? No, I'm trying to figure out the situation. It's very uh, cramped. Yeah, this is how did it go today working from uh, the studio, Bryn, Bryn and Nikki at the at home base at, in San Francisco. Yeah, it was just it was it was nice to be back. Yeah. It's just uh, <laughs> very different, you know, and especially I think it's the the transition for me, especially is going to be very difficult because my job is like, you know, you say something and it's supposed to be like muscle reflex just to just to hit the button. Right. But my buttons are all gone. You're, you're and so got, it's just going to take a little bit or of time in for, different locations. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I got my feet up on the yoga ball to try to fit myself in here. Oh, there you go. You're nice. You can, you can wedge yourself into that spot. <laughs> if Hooman can do it, you can do it. I know. I, I was sitting here. I'm like, how does Hooman sit like in this tiny, tiny corner? But it's fine. We got this. That's probably why he's got back problems. You know? <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. Well, it's actually a Something to look forward to. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're getting ready to come back into the studio, and, you know, you'll get your systems ironed out and worked out. I got out this, we'll... Bryn. Ri- listen. Oh, my button's broken now, too. Oh, oh see? No. Nobody's got it. Oh, that's terrible. Bonded. Oh, come on. Bonded. Welcome to my world, Vin. Yeah. It's thinking. <laughs> How dare it think? You don't need to think. I hit your button. You're supposed to say it. That's mm-hmm. it. I hit the button. You say it. Mbande. Mbande. <sighs> I'm waiting. Can you I'm waiting rewrite the email you just sent and add Vinny needs to, uh, an engineer at his place too? Because this is... <laughs> it's still thinking. <laughs> Nothing. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll do it for you. Mbande. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm hitting Bande. the button again. Bande. Hit it again. See what happens. Refresh the page. No, you. I'm I'm hitting the button for you. Oh, bond. Thank you. And do it as good as the lady, though. Bond, bond, bond. Let's hear it. I heard it. I heard you it. Didn't ben. hear it. I did. I just heard it. <sighs> okay. Stupid thing. Anyway, 
Uh, anyway. Right, you were saying something about oh yeah, the the whole studio things a yes. cluster and well that's no, no, not gonna, no surprise fine. at all. It's gonna be fine. Sure, we're very we're very excited to get back in there, feel that energy crackling down the airwaves mm-hmm. of love. The airways of love. That's what Alice broadcasts. I don't know if everyone <laughs> knows that. Right. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I can't remember exactly when we did the AK forty seven story. This was the guy, his neighbor, her son. She's screaming for help. He goes over there. Uh, he he had separated her shoulder and fractured her arm. And then, then he had a loaded AK-47 on the ground in the garage and three full banana clips. You remember this guy? Yes. And then, I do. And then the neighbor goes, you can't, that guy can't come over anymore. And then the lady was like, but then I can't see my grandson. Because my son, my son doesn't get, you know. So it was like a whole thing. And we were like, um, th- that's really not your problem. You're a neighbor. And you responded. But now you're not like in charge of who she can and can't see. So here's the uh, follow-up. AK-47 guy here with some more information on the situation. For starters, I live in the end unit on the south side with eight adjoining other condos that are arranged in a semicircle. My garage has an adjoining wall with my next-door neighbor. We've always been fairly close and would often hang out in her garage. People hang in garages. Yeah. She's a lovely lady, and I used to really appreciate her tales of the old country. She grew up in Bulgaria and still has a fairly thick accent. I cannot afford to move as I bought at the bottom of the market and it was a short sale to boot. I am disabled and barely hanging on as Social Security Disability denied my claim three times. We've been relying on my father and father-in-law just to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Holy I know. situation. You know, it's, it's, it's not funny, so I won't say that. But when we do things like, well, you should just move. So many people are this guy's story that it's 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 that that's the reality for a lot of people. Yep. They can't leave anywhere and stay in the bay area right now they may be able to move out of state and be able to make something work and that's even that though if you don't have some place to go if, if you, there's nothing set for you a job or what this guy's disabled like, right this is no i'm saying but i'm saying that's you know i was reading the story this morning about the grocery shooting which i did on the air briefly yeah, yeah, just yeah. to remind people but one of the parts of the story and I don't mean to minimize the shooting. I'm not trying to do that at all. But one of the little asides in the story was this little town where this happened, the median income is 114000 per year. And I was like, in a small town of 50,000 people, they're bringing in that much money per household? That's pretty fucking good. Like, I bet they don't have a high cost of living there, right? I truly don't know anything about it's like what it a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee. Mm. That actually sounds, know, sounds like a nice little town. It sounds like they're making bank there. Like that money would go long in a little town like that. Yeah. You Here, think. You would think. You're poor. Right. I know. Isn't it crazy? You can be in six figures and still be like, I can't meet my mortgage. This is crazy. Well, right. taxes. Taxes. If only you got all 114000 of it. Right. Wouldn't that be nice? Anywho. Yeah. Back to would. this guy. Yeah. The neighborhood we live in is not the best, but at least I can walk my daughter to school, though recently we've been letting her walk on her own. My neighbor rents out three of the four rooms in her house, and one of her former roommates, great guy, lived there for 11-plus years and finally bought his own place, told me right before he moved that a few months previous to this incident, he'd seen the son threaten her and later saw him sitting on the same a- with the same AK-47 on the sofa in her garage. 
I wanted to call the police and file a restraining order, but she begged me not to. Her boyfriend at the time and I, as well as her roommates, begged her to file a police report, but she refused. Apparently, her son has a major Oedipus complex, which means you're in love with your mother. That's weird. Is that really what that means? Yeah, an Oedipus kind. Right, Oedipus was in love with his mother. Oh. Um, And that is apparently... So the idea of her being with any men romantically sets him off. (gasps) And that's apparently what set him off. This guy's fucked up. He has previously also been violent with her over political issues as he's an ardent Trump supporter and she's not. The day after the incident where he shot his own car while drunkenly aiming at me. Remember this? Oh, this is crazy. Why? I think, I think the police need to step in You here. know what's so scary about this? It, we were just talking about the grocery store shooting and more closer to home, the... the what is that? VCA? What is the, the mass transit shooting that happened here in San yeah, Jose? Okay. I can't think of the it's V something but whatever. VCA. I can't uh, remember. It doesn't no, matter. VCA okay. is animal hospitals. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, anyway, the point is that this guy who did the shooting, all of a sudden it comes out, "Oh yeah, he had a lot of issues. He had too many guns. He had And this is an exact match to those types of of stories where yeah. some th- some sp- national thing happens where it makes the news and everyone's like, why God? And then later the stories come out. This guy had guns and was hostile and angry and huh? Well, surprising. It. Right. This is the kind of thing you got to stop before he goes off and kills a bunch of people. Tell that VTA. to the gun lobby. VTA. VTA. Valley, is Valley transportation was... or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, well, anyway, it sounds like that's what this guy is, a, a problem in the making, a yeah. major problem. I'm sorry, but a guy who's toting around an AK-47 and has actually drunkenly fired it and thank God only hit his own car, this, this, is, this is just, I mean, it's the bad news on the worst level. It's future really bad news. Right, is, that's my point. Thank you. I should have just said that. <laughs> future really bad news. I'm digging uh, for the initials of the transit service. You, you said know, it perfectly, we get hung Sarah. up. Thank we you. get we get hung up on small details. It happens. Anyway, that's that's terrible. I, I I know. You know what? I think as a neighborhood, you've got to decide to call the police every single time you see him drunk. Every si- single time you see him with a gun. Yep. Just call the police. And yep. be, like, I don't mean to, to, you know, tell you what to do, do your thing. But to me as a neighborhood, I think that's what we would decide here in my neighborhood is if there's someone drunk and, and with a machine gun and, and whether or not the mom is afraid that the boy is going to be in trouble, the boy needs to be, that's, he needs to be in trouble because I think if you get into official trouble, they can take your gun away from you. Like, you certainly, I don't think you're supposed to own a gun if you have a felony. I don't know what all the rules are, and they're ambiguous at best with some of this stuff. Like, you can't get a gun. Well, if you go to a gun show, this person shouldn't have a gun or has this, but the dad's got a gun. or the. I mean, this is a guy who shouldn't have a gun. I'm sorry. He's already proved that by wildly I shooting while realize, he's drunk. I do realize that you are afraid because you're in that neighborhood and that this person might come back and commit the crime we're discussing, that yes. big one, yep, in your neighborhood. So you may have to do this stuff anonymously in order to be able to not 
have him come back at you specifically. I agree 100%. If there's many neighbors who feel this way, like the cops don't have to say who said who did this. You can do it anonymously. He may have his suspicions, but hopefully they take his damn guns away from him before that. You've got to report the thing. He fired shots. He tried to shoot you and got his car. There has to be a crime that the guy can be arrested for right there. Yeah, that's awful. I hate to, I hate this story because I do too. Murder? Yeah, att- sure. Right. Call it attempted murder. Or reckless use of a firearm. There's got to be something. Something. They can I watch a lot. Put a lot, bring a lot order, bring a. So I mean, like you want what you want to is what Sarah just said, which is if if this person is reckless with firearms, you want that on the record so right. they can possibly keep him from buying more. At and least possibly legally. take away his right. I know that's a thing. Sometimes people just end up with guns. I don't know how that happens. Yikes. Okay, something fun. All right. Let's do something. <laughs> Yeah. Longtime listener, definitely not my first time chiming in, although it's been about 10 years. <gasps> Anywho, on the We've subject of you. dating, this person is clearly out there in the dating world and is seeing this particular thing. I'm seeing quite a bit of, quote, ethical non-monogamy statuses. Have you seen this, Nikki? You're the only one on dating apps right now. I'm not sure Ethical non-monogamy. Means. It means I'm in an open a knowingly open relationship, doesn't oh, yeah. it? Isn't that yeah, what it means? That's a thing. Yeah, I just n- never heard of it like that. I just see open relationship. So you see open relationship, and I guess another way of saying that is ethical non-monogamy. The I'm PC with the person. Way to say yeah. that. right. I guess it sounds so official. It's like consciously uncoupling. Fuck off. Yeah, you know it's ethical non-monogamy. Okay, so you cheat with permission, I guess. Yeah. Say it for what it is. That's why she, I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is this? I mean, I Googled it, but really, what the fuck? Maybe I'm old, but this is just new to me. I'm making assumptions here, by the way. Perhaps there's someone out there who can explain and educate us as to what ethical non-monogamy is. I think it's total crap and just another way for guys to have their cherry pie and eat it, too. Curious what the yep. other well, ladies... Yep. I yep. do think that's uh, that's a fair assessment, but I also think there are a number of reasons you might end up there. For example... You can't divorce. We're talking about finances again. A couple yep. who finds themselves no longer really in love. They're still living together and need to because they can't move at the moment, financially speaking. And the guy isn't, and she doesn't want to do him anymore. She's mm-hmm. done. I'm done with that with you. And he says, I still need to have sex. So we'll stay married, cheaper to keep her. And, and, and maybe that's the declaration this. that sort of gets out in front of the story that has to be told. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with it. Right. I actually see it all uh, over TikTok. Like a lot ethical of people, non-monogamy. Not that, but like open relationships where mm. people are making a joke about their relationship. Like, oh, I just walked in on my husband. Um. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Like fucking some girl. <gasps> but then I remember that's, um, that's our girlfriend. Or like I, we're in an open relationship. So there's multiple oh. things. And I just think th- that's weird. So weird. We really well, are turning uh that that feels like telling yourself something 
to not be upset about the thing yeah, you just saw. Yeah, you were trying to justify what you just saw. Well, hold on. I do think that we've seen a serious shift in the way people look at labels, the way people look at their li- their own lives and what makes them happy. I definitely cannot be in a relationship where my wife is fucking someone else in the other room. Like Amen, that's brother. not happening. Yeah. But I think there are people who have through whatever series of events in their life have found themselves comfortable in that dynamic. I wouldn't be. Not in a million years. Hmm. But you know, that's, I'm sure there's someone who could try to sell it to you and would be like, you still have your best friend, but you're allowed to date. Why is that a problem? Uh, well, right. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But, you know, I'm, and it's funny because this, the next one, which is an actual like real problem right along these lines. I'll okay. be interested to see what you think. This is, it's not exactly the same, but it has some of the same tones. Um, thanks for the, Christina, thank you for bringing ethical non-monogamy up as a topic. I'm sure this will go run wild now. Email us, Bryn at RadioAlice.com. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's working for you, I, that's great. That's all that matters. It, yeah. It's really that person who's completely in love with their partner and feels like they don't have a choice in it. Because that's the one I'm worried about. The exact definition is practicing of taking part in romantic relationships that are not completely exclusive between two people. Mm. So an open relationship. Or even just people who have told the other people, yeah, I I bang other people. We're not exclusive. I mean, I guess it could be as simple as that, right? But that's what I mean. If you're someone who's deeply in love and feels and maybe insecure or whatever your issue might be, you're actually a hostage to that. You're stuck. You feel like, well... I don't want to lose him or her, and so I have to put up with this shit. <laughs> there's, well, the best thing to do like is you date yourself. There's like a list of rules on how to have oh it. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> yeah. That's for another, Let me do this other one. Save that, though. Let's bookmark that. Let's let's okay. discuss that at some point. I would like to hear from more people, because you know there will be. People will come out of the woodwork. Oh, yes, I practice ethical numbers. Yeah, I, mean, I bet. Dear radio family, happy to have you back. Uh, thanks for taking my question. I could use some bad advice. Um I just want to hear you kick it around, hear your thoughts on the matter while I figure things out. At the beginning of the pandemic, my husband of eight years told me he'd reconnected online with his ex-fiance, who he'd lived with before me, in the same house we currently live in together now. Hmm. She has recently divorced. He said they were exchanging sexual fantasies with each other in written format online due to major time zone distances with her being in Europe and the fact that they both have young children. They don't connect via phone calls. They don't do videos. They write each other weird fantasies. Basically, it sounds like they write erotica to one another, describing what they want to do to each other and get themselves off while they read the other's responses. When he told me, I was a little hurt, but not surprised, as neither of us have been adequately meeting each other's needs, and we have had marital struggles for years, mostly due to in-law stress and resentment due to the discrepancy in household-slash-child rearing duties. Prior to the pandemic, our sex life was lacking a bit, same as what most couples with young children complain about, but not non-existent. And my BJs are legendary. (laughs) My husband told me he wanted to maintain his connection with his ex in this way to continue getting his needs met. So he came to her and said, I'm doing this. Being as, one, I was in survival mode as we entered the pandemic, securing supplies, making sure all parents and neighbors were cared for, figuring out how to teach my own classes online while schooling our child, I had no energy for sexy time. Two, I didn't really want to connect sexually after learning that information. And three, 
We were we needed to keep our family unit together as we entered a global crisis. We have a young daughter, and the job I would later lose was very uncertain at the time. I Oy. simply told him, you do you. I really didn't have the capacity to deal with what was going on and had limited options for dealing with it anyway, as they're all going into lockdown, right? Fast forward to us now starting to emerge from the pandemic. We finally got the kid out of the house and had time for some longer, deeper adult conversations. I learned his online tryst is still going strong. He assures me it is... Still just in fantasy realm. They have no plans of getting together in real life. So basically no threat to our marriage, he says. Now that I have more capacity to deal with the situation, I'm wondering how would you each feel if your partner were doing this and how would you personally deal with this kind of scenario? What would S&V do? Ignore it and move on? Work with a therapist? We talk about doing so. Would this be a deal breaker for any one of you? More than advice for me, it's a question of how you would all feel dealing with this situation if it were yours. P.S., We've not been getting down this entire time because not only do I feel burnt by him, but knowing he's hooking up or getting his needs met with his ex, it's hard for me to get it up for him, so to speak. I was going to try shifting and working on things. He still propositions for me for sex once in a while, but I'm not sure I can get there psychologically and emotionally and therefore physically at this point. Appreciate your thoughts. An SNV super fan. I'm Go out. Ahead, Sarah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm out too. Yeah. I'm out too. I'm out too. What do you mean you're out? I I am leaving that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm done. I might have powered oh, through. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant I'm not saying anything. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> that you have a lack of opinion. What are you talking that about? That relationship is is over. I'm out. Well, it words. is over, despite the fact that they are they remain married and co-parenting, and mm-hmm. it, it is over. And yeah, he's propositioning you for sex because he's like, well, let me give it a try. And, and he, I absolutely and do not. Do not blame you for being like, I am not fucking you. You're fucking some, your ex in Europe. Yeah, this is, um, look, some people, the non, I mean, the ethical non-monogamous set <laughs> probably can deal with this. I can't deal with that. No. John's having sexual exchanges with Doreen. It's over, man. You know. Hopefully we can amicably. I'm glad you told me. I wouldn't want to find that, that on your that. email machine. It's funny that you say that because you've often said on air, yeah, that if he had a hooker, it probably wouldn't be the end of you guys. But if it were Doreen, you're saying you're out of there. Oh no! If I find out he's having an affair with some with well, Doreen is a sore spot. But uh, you know, if I found out he was banging a friend of mine and had a whole thing going on. That's a totally different thing than tripping and falling into a hooker on right. some drug. Like that would not be the end of us, because for me it's about I love him and I need him to love me too, and I want to. That's that's why I fuck him on Fridays and uh, and do other fun things sometimes during the week. But I get it. I he's my guy. I don't want him to have a relationship with another woman because to me he fulfills my need for intimacy and talking and having a trusted companion. And I hopefully fulfill his need to have a that and also someone to bang. Well, like she said, where she's like, I can't get there emotionally or physically or yeah, or whatever, what her wording, but that's what I would be thinking if I'm having sex with him. Like he's just imagining his, he's imagining this bitch over in Europe and I'm not her. So then that's, Oh, I would be, no, get out of there. Yeah. This is look, you know, you, you clearly, Said okay because you were like on top of everything else. This yeah, too, you have a huh? Lot on your plate. Yeah, so you're you got past it. You got through the pandemic. It sounds like you guys are at least friendly enough that he can proposition you for sex without you, you know, cracking him over the head with a frying pan. Like, you know, figure it out. Begin the separation process, or don't be roommates. Be 
in a, what is it again? Ethical, non-monogamous situation. Yes. You know? But this, <laughs> that, well, I'm sorry, your marriage is over. In, in my humble opinion. I think so, too. You don't need that stress. You, have, you already have a, so much on your plate. Why worry about that? Yeah, don't even worry about it anymore. That's just a guy who... And they might not even ever get together, this ex yeah. in Europe. I don't even care. That's He's getting like, his needs met elsewhere. Yeah. It's 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 easier. It's uh, I feel bad for this person because they're they're gonna have to be the one that says this is over if that's in fact what it's gonna be, mm-hmm. and it frees him up to go. And this is the part that's really gonna piss her off is when mm-hmm. when he goes. Well, I'm hopping a plane and heading to Europe to bone this chick. That's the first thing I'm gonna go do because mm-hmm. we've been thinking about that. Right? She's in another country. Right. Let him go. He's already mentally cheated. But is, on the, you is this that the, time. was that the detail? She's in another. Yeah, country, she's in Europe. Right? Okay. She, yeah, she's. Yeah, so I have a feeling that'll be the first fucking thing he does is hop a plane and go bone this chick. But good, you know, whatever. That'll just that'll only confirm exactly what you were thinking, which is these two are far more than just masturbating. Yeah, they were engaged at one point. Yeah, so there's right. there's a lot between a house them together. There's history. It's not. Yeah, just, she lives in the house that this lady yeah, used to live in. It's not yeah. just some That's random crunchy. chick that he's emailing. It's right. Like this is someone he an knows and had a relationship. There. He has banged her before. Mm-hmm. He knows what her pussy. Right. Like. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was actually trying to think if that would make it less so because I know there's no doubt there's a there's blurred lines and levels of different now because we're so connected there's probably blurred lines and all kinds of pe- the way people talk with yep. each other and how they handle those things but i do i do think that for for me i would say to her it's about how you feel by this like that's not wrong if he's making you feel shitty and disconnected and not part of a marriage or a relationship at all that's fact then to you, right? Right. And that's all that matters. That's uh, like, you don't have to justify it. It's a feeling you get from this coupling that has now left you feeling on the outside and not at all like being part yeah. a partner with him. Right. Whether that's physically or even just spatially speaking, like sharing a house with him. You may be... He's your roommate. You're completely justified in how you feel is all I'm trying to say. And I, I, you know, how you handle that, I don't know. If I feel like like someone's making me feel less than or not part of, or then, then I don't want to be in that. I actually feel like, how did you make it through the pandemic with this guy? Truly. Like, I get that she had a ton on her plate and all that stuff. But honestly, if this was going, there would be no place in me that was able to not be talking about this and questioning it. And Yeah, but yeah. your kids would come to the forefront of yes, it. And would. your You're job right. would come to the forefront of it. And everything yep. gets pushed back from there. You would. And, and we're, we all have more survival mode in us than we than even we think. think capable. Yep. That's so there's true, definitely then. times where you might say... I can't take another minute. And then a minute passes and you're like, oh, I'm I guess still I can here. take a few more minutes. I here lived. I God damn it. <laughs> well, and there you are. You got to, you know, you just, that's what survival mode is. I hope that's, she had a different bedroom she could sleep. I hope they got separate bedrooms. I'd be like, I'm, well, fine. Go do your thing. I'm not sharing a bedroom with yeah, you anymore. That's tough. It's gross. I don't like it. Um, all right, listen, I'd love a follow-up on this. Uh, Bryn at RadioAlice.com. People who have thoughts on ethical non-monogamy, bring them. 
That's definitely going to be the title of the email I send out. That the text list I sent out I was today was ridiculous. Yeah, keep that list. I will. Let's uh, let's talk about that Monday. Yeah, I, I have two. a feeling we're going to find out. Number two on the list is honesty. Oh, honesty. <laughs> See, he was he was honest with her. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling we're going to find out. It's it's more it's more widely in in use than we know it to be. Things always are. Vin. We live in our little worlds. We do. And we, we're, Here's we're, how it is. No. Not we so have much. our blinders on, but there's very oh, there's a lot going on out there. There is. All right, listen, you guys have a great weekend. Happy Friday! All five of the episodes are going to drop today as podcasts. Enjoy, and we'll see you back here on Monday. The end. <laughs>